Welcome into Turf Show Times, the podcast. We're here with last minute thoughts. That's where we break down everything you need to know 24 hours ahead of the game, whether that's injuries, matchups, and so much more, because we got an exciting game this week where the Rams are hosting the Dallas Cowboys. So with me is Blaine Greasack. Uh, you know, he's a great writer over at Turf Show Times, putting out a lot of great content. So make sure you go check all that out. But we need to put some final thoughts on this. You know, Rams Monday night collapse against the San Francisco 49ers. The offense failed to score a touchdown for the entire game. You know, backbreaking mistakes and, you know, giving up some big plays on defense. So, Blaine, let's get into it. For the offensive struggles, you know, it's really been the center of the focus for the Auburn all the talk this week on the, the interwebs. What percent for the offensive struggles, what percent of the blame would you attribute to, you know, Matthew Stafford? either the offensive line and the injuries they've suffered, maybe the wide receiver core and Allen Robinson failing to you know, build chemistry with Matthew Stafford, or, you know, maybe you know, something else, you know, if you had to attribute blame to these things, what would you assign it? Yeah. I mean, right now the, the, the offense just lacks, ident- lacks an identity. Like I, I, just, I don't know if they know who they are. And I mean, I, I, like you said, like you brought up, I think that's due to a, a lot of different things. Um, if I think put a percentage on it, I, I think, uh, I think it's what sixty percent of that on the offensive line. I mean, let's be honest. We we all saw what Bobby Evans did in the preseason, and it wasn't great. And he was starting at left guard last week, and once again, it wasn't great. Um, there's just been so much shuffling going on um, uh, uh, up front, and that's as, as we as we saw in 2019. It's it's really tough to build um, build chemistry on the offensive line and, and and sort of gel. And I think that's been been a bit been a huge issue for a lot of these guys' struggles. Um, and then I think you have to put 20% of that of the blame on Matthew Stafford. I mean, he is the quarterback. He has um, the ball in his hands every single play. Um, the, the turnovers are once again high. Uh, the, the Rams have a chance last week to go down and 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 potentially tie the game. They're down 17-9. That's still technically a one-score game. And he throws the he, he he doesn't he doesn't check out of the play and throws a pick six to Hufunga. So um, that that that's something that can't happen. And you, you kind of heard after the game, McVay was kind of frustrated about it. And then um, I think you put 10% on the wide receivers. I think this is a group that just lacks a lot of juice right now. They don't have that. Uh, I mean, Cooper Cup's incredible, but they don't have that player that can really take the top off of, off of a defense. They're, they're really missing Van Jefferson. Um, as far as Allen Robinson goes, I think he's partly to blame. You, you know, but the, the week before against the Cardinals, he had he has the ball go directly through his hands um, on, on a on a would be touchdown. That just you're paying this guy fifteen million dollars a year. That 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 can't happen. And then I think you put another ten percent on, on other things like 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 play calling. Um, the I mean, Darrell Henderson, Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers are average at best. I think. Um, so I think I think you, you can attribute the, the the struggles on offense to a lot of things. Things, but as most things in the NFL, I think it it starts up front. Yeah, you made a lot of good points, and you know the Rams have a lot of issues on offense, and it's not going to be something that can just you flip a switch overnight and it's fixed because you know you got to get the receiving core intact, you got to get these offensive line that you know healthy, get some starters back like Brian Allen, and you know you're getting David Edwards back this week, so um, and then maybe when, once those things start to come together, Matthew Stafford starts playing better, and maybe his struggles are a symptom of these other struggles, but. I think he also deserves his fair share of blame, and you did a good job outlining that. I think one area, one statistic that measures his struggles, independent of the offensive line and wide receiver, is that, you know, whenever you talk about EPA per play out of a clean pocket, which is one of the most consistent measurables of quarterback performance, you know, Matthew Stafford's ranking 28th in the NFL. 
And that's just ahead of guys like Cooper Rush, Davis Mills, and Mitch Trubisky. So even in Baker Mayfield. So um, that's something you want to see an area of improvement on. EPA is heavily skewed by turnovers. And, you know, whenever you've thrown six interceptions and only four touchdowns, that's really going to, you know, swing in that regard. So Blaine, I think you did a good job breaking down that 49ers game and, you know, the struggles through the first four weeks of the season. So let's get into injuries. And, you know, there were two key starters that were injured in the game on Monday Night Football. Coleman Shelton's going to be out for quite a while, maybe like four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Jordan Fuller, who missed the week three game against the Arizona Cardinals, he comes back. He's, you know, playing on special teams. We, that's a pretty big fall from grace for him. And, you know, he's injured, re-aggravated his hamstring. He's going to be gone the next two to four weeks. But, you know, like we said, you get David Edwards back at left guard. Jeremiah Colone seems like he's going to get the start at center. Uh, you know, A.J. Jackson is still done admirably, admirably at right guard, but, you know, he's your fourth string potentially type player. So anytime you have a fourth string player, the offensive line is never good. And then on the defensive side of the ball, seems like David Long Jr. is on his way back. Kobe Durant uh, in the secondary, you know, he's not quite ready. So uh, any thoughts on the Rams injuries? You know, do you think maybe Jeremiah Colone, uh, we see a better performance out of him with a week to prepare versus getting thrust into action unexpectedly? Um, he, he's not necessarily a player I've, I've, I've ever really been a huge fan of. Um, he, he's, he's always kind of had slow feet. Uh, never been, uh, never been a powerful, powerful player by any means. Um, yeah, just, just, just not, not, not somebody who, whose game I've, I've, I've loved watching him in the past. Um, that, that's, that's probably, probably the injury, um, feeling that, 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 that weren't, that worries me the most. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that, you know, the, the Rams didn't elevate somebody like Matt Skira this week with week with like a week to prepare for this game for against the Cowboys. I mean, Skira might not be the best center in the league by, by any stretch of, a stretch of the imagination, but he, he has experience. He's a veteran player. And I think that's kind of the, that's, a, that's the type of player I, th- I think this offensive line needs um, when they're going through the injuries and such that they, they are going through right, right, right now. Um, I mean, Cologne allowed, Cologne allowed, um, he allowed four pressures last week, which is, and had a high, a slightly higher pass blocking grade than Bobby Evans. And that's not saying a lot, but I do think we'll learn, learn a lot this week just because um, I think playing next to David Edwards, I mean, David Edwards hasn't necessarily played well this year, but he's a gigantic upgrade to Bobby Evans um, to, to be, to, to, to be frank. Um but it, it still worries me. Like the Cowboys run a lot of a lot of stunts, a lot of twists, and that's tough for for any center. And um, I, I think that's going to be a huge challenge for Cloney as well. Yeah, Bobby Evans did not for he did not play well at all against the 49ers. So yeah, even though David Edwards he's had an up and down year so far in 2022, like you said, a very big improvement in that regard. So should be a big boost to this Rams offensive line to have him back this week. And then on the Cowboys side. You know, Dak Prescott, not quite ready to return. Cooper Rush is going to get his fourth start of the season. The Dallas is 3-0 and with him. So after losing the first game of Dak as a starter, uh, former Ram Jake McQuaid, their long snapper, is out for the year. So maybe we see some, you know, follies on the special teams. Maybe we line up for a field goal or a punt and the ball's not where it needs to be. That's something to watch out for. And, you know, something unexpected for the Cowboys that they're dealing with this week is Jason Peters suffered a chest injury in practice. He's going to be out for a little while. Uh, he's not going to play in this game. He's he's doubtful. And, you know, CeeDee Lamb limited in practice on Friday, missed practice on Thursday. A bit of a surprise. And you know, he's questionable for the game. I think that's a groin injury. 
And, you know, the Cowboys recently got back receiver Michael Gallup. So he missed the start of the season after suffering a season-ending injury last year. Um, so you're kind of seeing this wide receiver court come back into full force, especially if, if Lamb's able to play. So, Blaine, what do you think on the Cowboys side? Any one of these injuries can maybe make a difference in this game? Um, I think the C.D. Lamb injury is one to keep an eye on. I, he is question, he is questionable. So um, if, if he can't go, I, I think that'd be a huge dent to the Cowboys' offense, just because he's such a big, such a, a big playmaker. Um, and then um, I, I, I don't think it'll have a huge effect in this game, just, be, just because he is more of a depth piece anyway. But um, if 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 Connor McGovern gets injured gets injured during the game or whatever, that 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 puts a puts a dent in the at, at left guards of the Cowboys if, if, if Jason Peters isn't playing. So um, that's also something that's something to keep an eye on. As far as Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, I, I Cooper Rush is actually playing really well this year. Um, he's he, he, it's not like the Rams are getting Ben DiNucci in this game. Um, he's, he's he plays really well within the system. He's a good processor. Maybe he doesn't have the best arm, but he throws with um, good accuracy and anticipation. So um, I am I am more looking looking at. You know, if CD Lamb can't go, that would that would be huge. And then, um, and then I, th- I think you brought up a good point too with with, with Jake with the Jake McQuaid injury. Thanks. And you know, questionable, like you said, CD Lamb. That's tag is meant to be kind of a 50-50 proposition. So you know, depending on how he's feeling in pregame warmups, he might be able to go. He might not. So um, it's just something to keep an eye on over the weekend. But uh, let's get into some matchups for the game. You know, especially with the Rams on offense. And you wrote an excellent post this week breaking down uh, whether the Rams potentially made a mistake by trading away Robert Woods for Allen Robinson. What are your, you know, if you could sum up your thoughts quickly on that, do you think it was a money-saving move? Do you think maybe the Rams evaluated Woods coming off a season-ending injury and he might not have enough left in the tank? Or does Robinson bring in a different skill set that we haven't seen quite yet? What are your thoughts on where we go moving forward and uh, maybe just how the trade played out? Yeah, I, I think I think it's just a, I think it's a combination of those things. I think it's a combination of it, you know, that they wanted this um this different skill set added to their 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 arsenal um at, at wide receiver. I, I think they saw kind of what Odell Beckham Jr. brought in terms of his physicality and ability to win that jump ball and saw Robinson and um thought that maybe he could he could do some of those some of those same things. And then I I I, I do think, you know, it, it was partly that um, you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods were. I mean, Cup was was a better receiver, but they both did very similar things. Um, but with that said, you know, Robert Woods was a staple in this offense. He he, he was um, someone that was almost ir- 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 irreplaceable. They, they they won a Super Bowl with him, but they without him. But it, it took them going out and getting a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. and him playing absolutely lights out in the, in the postseason. And they've gone out there, and I, I can't I can't necessarily blame them for for going out and getting uh, getting an Allen Robinson. He was he's a very talented player, but right now he's he's targeted just two more times than Ben Skronik, and his ninety five yards trail Skronik's one hundred and forty, and you know one guy the Rams drafted late on day three, and the other guy they're paying fifteen million dollars, and um, I think it's worth saying that you know six of six uh, six of Robinson's 18 targets have come in the red zone. And I don't think you really justify paying him $15 million simply to be a red zone threat. He, he needs to be able to to create the separation um, right now against man coverage. I think his success rate is only 20%, which is not great. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be interesting once they get Van Jefferson back, because they'll, they'll have kind of the group that they kind of saw 
coming into the season all playing together and we'll kind of see how they how, how how that works and and what that looks like but right now it's it's it's, it's not looking very good and i think it's, it's fair to wonder a if the rams made the right decision and in, in trading away robert woods for a sixth round pick and bring in robinson and then also you know have robinson's injuries that he's dealt with in the past taken their toll did, did the rams make the make the wrong move um you know thinking that maybe woods acl would, would, would affect him more than robinson's past injuries have currently have possibly affected him yeah i mean you did a great job breaking that down i think one thought i have and i'm not ready to really put it out into the the writing sphere on turf show times quite yet but you know it's definitely something in the bag i want to give alan robinson time to you know acclimate just to be fair to him but do you think we get to a point in the near future where alan robinson kind of gets the kenny galladay treatment where yeah you're on the field and running routes but you're not getting targets so we're better off putting someone else out there who maybe is going to, whenever they get those targets, is going to be a little bit more effective. And, you know, Kenny Galladay was a big free agent signing a year ago for the New York Giants, came over from the Detroit Lions, the only individual player that year in free agency that netted a third round compensatory pick in return. So that tells you just how large his contract was. And, you know, a year later, he's playing, you know, 25 to 35% of the snaps on offense. Um, you know, do you think the Rams would be better off maybe sidelining Robinson and getting someone like Brandon Powell involved? Uh, you know, maybe giving Tutu Atwell some shots. I know, you know, he hasn't, he was inactive last week, but you think with his speed, he be, should be able to separate down the field, right? Or at least, you know, if you give him a five yard type pass that he can make something happen with it afterwards, use him on jet sweeps or gadget type plays. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see that. And I, I, and I kind of think we saw a, a small, small, small glimpse of what Atwell can do down the field. Um, I, I think it was against the Cardinals when, when Stafford just missed him. I, I mean, it's, Atwell had separation, and we know that that's, that that's a skill set. And um, I, I don't think I'm re- like like you. I don't think I'm ready to to, to give Allen Robinson the the Kenny Galladay treatment just yet. Um, but later on in the year, like when Van Jefferson returns, and let's say the Rams get Odell Beckham Jr. back, so you have a top three of you know Cooper Cup. You're not you're you're, you're not benching Cup by in that is you're not you're not doing it. Um, your number two would be, you know, Odell, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. Potentially, we, we saw what he did at the end of, at the end of last year and in the playoffs, and the connection that he has with Stafford. So those are two guys that you're, you're probably not taking off the field, or at least very often. Um, the third guy is, is is Van Jefferson, who has who's shown you know success in this offense, which is something that Allen Robinson hasn't done done. So you know, does Allen Robinson become that? 3A, 3B type player where, you know, he's just coming in on, on, on certain situations and Van Jefferson is 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 coming in, you know, on situations like they call for stretching the field and Ella Robinson comes in, when, you know, in, in the red zone where he can use his, his physicality. I mean, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but um, I, I, I do think it, it's, a, it's a fair thing worth, worth bringing up for sure. Interesting. So what I think, what I'm hearing is that, you know, Allen Robinson is the best option right now, but, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks when Van Jefferson's back, the dynamic changes and, you know, you're not paying a receiver $15 million to be a situational type threat, especially on the goal line or however the Rams decide to leverage him. So that would be a big concern moving forward, but you know, these things have a tendency to play themselves out. So let's just give it some time. And, you know, there's other things to talk about in the offense, such as the offensive line. And do you even think the Rams have a shot? <laughs> they maybe this is a silly way to put it at blocking DeMarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Parsons has been one of the most effective pass rushers so far in 2022 uh, you know, do you think they'll line him up against Joseph Noteboom or how do you see the Cowboys attacking the Rams with their pass rush? Yeah, this is, like I said earlier, this is 
I think one of my biggest concerns just because the the, the, the Cowboys do um do so much so many creative things on the defensive side of the ball with, with stunts and twists. And Dan Quinn is, you know, building a kind of a, a legion of boom 2.0 here in here in, in in Dallas with 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 these guys. I mean, it's kind of funny, you know, with, with as talented as Demarcus Lawrence is, he's kind of become an afterthought with with how well Micah Parsons is playing. And I don't necessarily th- necessarily think that's that's a good thing because I Demarcus Lawrence isn't a guy that you want to ov- overlook by 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 any by any means, and um, it's, it's it's a huge concern for sure. Um, I, I think that the Cowboys will attack um, the interior of the Rams' offensive line with 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 Parsons and you know running those 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 stunts and those twists. Um, I think with the, on on the offense, you're, you're going to see. I think a lot of what you saw last week, they're, they'll lean on the quick passing game. Um, I think they the the, the one big difference that between the Cowboys and the 49ers is, is, a, is the linebackers. Um, I, I think McVay really needs to get these linebackers, Leighton Van Der Esch and Anthony Barr moving side to side. Um, the Cowboys have given a lot, given up a lot of big rushes on, on, on the edge. Um, so, it, you know, if, if you can r- r- run off the edge and get those linebackers moving side to side, I think, you know, you have a good chance of um, breaking, breaking off some, some good runs, you know, get the jet sweep involved. I mean, you know, look where the, big, where the Rams' biggest runs have come this season. I mean, go back to the Buffalo game. Henderson's big run came to the left and out and outside. He had that big, big run on the, on the, on the toss sweep with in with the Skronik eye formation package that went for a huge, huge gain. And then against the Cardinals, you know, you have you have Cup scoring on the jet sweep. You know, if they can incorporate some of those things um, on Sunday, I, I think that would. That, that 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 would be pretty successful, um, but McVay's going to have to run a smoke and mirrors type offense. You know, you know, run a lot of preset motion. Keep keep that defensive line guessing guessing and on their heels, and um and, and make those linebackers chase because that that's really the only way you the only way you really stand a chance against a defense that's playing really well despite not having their same turnover luck that they had last season. Yeah, whenever you have a talent disparity, having those smoke and mirrors and getting you know maybe making a mental game out of it as well as a physical game. Uh, you know, it can really elevate the town you have on offense, but also whenever it doesn't work, it's pretty ugly. So you're really taking a risk in that regard that, you know, if it doesn't work out, it could be, you know, it could look pretty bad. So, and yeah, you did mention that the Rams did a good job pivoting that quick passing game last week against the 49ers. And, you know, I tend to find myself being maybe a little too critical of Matthew Stafford at times, but uh, I've always had concerns with, you know, him being able to be patient enough in that quick game. But he did a fine job against the 49ers, and they struggled whenever they got to the red area, and those passing lanes get a lot more constricted, and the windows are a lot smaller. And you know, Stafford missed some throws in the red zone. I think that's an area that we should keep an eye on to see if he can improve moving forward. But, um, you know, we're running a bit, a bit out of time, so let's get on to the defense. And, you know, there's plenty to watch for here too. But, you know, in this passing attack, if you're Cooper Rush and you saw what Jimmy Garoppolo did a week ago, you have to be pretty encouraged at your – chances against this Rams defense where, you know, you can, you can play these short passes. You can make these quick throws over the middle of the field. Um, you know, the Rams are playing these pattern match coverages where, um, you know, you can, you can find ways to dink and dunk underneath it, but, you know, Rush has also had opportunities to push the ball down the field and, you know, he has a, a pretty good arm in, in that regard. And this is a pretty dynamic passing attack, even though they're averaging, you know, 200, 224 yards uh, in his three starts uh, hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. But what element of this passing attack really worries you the most out of this, you know, three-headed wide receiver room out of Lamb, Gallup, and Noah Brown? Yeah, I, 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 
like I, I think I think you know when when some people see the the, the Cowboys playing Cooper Rush, they they are going to see the Cowboys you know playing their backup quarterback. But he's he's very capable of executing kind of what the 49ers did last week, um, and and playing playing like playing like Jimmy G did, if 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 not better. You know, Cooper Rush is. In, in my opinion, he's Jimmy Garoppolo, but he doesn't make the mistake. You know, he ranks second in EPA this season against the Blitz. And um, I mean, granted, the the the, the Rams are going to be the probably the best defense he's seen he's seen this season. Um, but yeah, I I, I think if the, if the Rams kind of keep things in front of them, I, they'll they'll be in decent shape. But they they have to be able to, be able to come up and make, and make the tackle. That's something that they didn't do last week, and it it, it really killed them. I mean, C.D. Lamb is very elusive. I don't know if he's as elusive as Debo Samuel, but he's certainly up there. So, you know, um, even though C.D. Lamb's on on the injury report, if he plays, um, I, I expect him to be you know ready to go. And uh, um, I mean, get the ball in C.D. Lamb's hands and. He can make he he can make good things happen, and I mean Gallup's a player that kind of dominates the middle of the field, and that's that's an area of the field that the Rams are going to have to have to have to take away for with, with with Cooper Rush because you know he does have a decent arm, but he 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 doesn't have a great arm. So if you can make him kind of attack the um, attack outside the numbers, uh, I, I think that's going to make him a little more uncomfortable than he than he than he wants to be, and those are going to be some throws that he does, doesn't necessarily want to make. So. I, I, I do think it's going to be a challenge for this defense. Uh, I, I don't think they can go in underrating Cooper Cup at all. I mean, not Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush um, at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it's going to be, I think, more of a challenge than maybe they're going in expecting. Yeah, and Rush has only been sacked four times this season. Two came against the Bucks whenever he came in in relief of Dak Prescott. So over his remaining three starts, he's only been sacked twice, and you know, a Rams team that wasn't able to sack Jimmy Garoppolo a week ago. Leonard Floyd has yet to record a sack this entire season. Uh, you know, you're probably not going to get much, many opportunities against Rush. He's going to get the ball out quick, and, um, you know, you're going to have to find ways, different ways to affect him and drop players into coverage, interrupt those passing lanes, and it's going to be important. But, you know, this is a passing attack that, you know, they can get the job done, and they can, you know, they can outscore you pretty easily. So, and that's a scary thought for Rams offensive struggling. But, okay, let's get some final thoughts on the game maybe some predictions and how we are, how we think the Rams will shake out moving forward. But, you know, the Rams are two and two, the Cowboys are three and one. The NFC West is all tied up at two and two. Is this becoming a must win game for the Rams? Do you think Blaine? Um, I think so. Um, I think this can be one of those wins where I, I, I you don't necessarily care how it happens. I, I, I see it being a low scoring, a low scoring game. Um, the Dallas defense hasn't hasn't allowed twenty points all year. Um, they're they're very good in the in, in the red zone, which is an area that the Rams offense struggled in last week. Um, so if they can somehow manage to get an ugly win, an ugly win, I, I think they'll be happy. Um, but you just kind of look at the upcoming schedule. You know, you you have Tampa Bay coming up um, in a, in a couple of weeks after the bye, and they're starting to get healthier with um, you know Chris Godwin c- c- coming back. I mean, Mike Evans is off the suspension. They're they're, they're a team that that's, that's going to get healthier, and then that back half of the schedule um, is 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 really scary. So. Um, I mean, the, 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 this is this is at home. Um, you play the Panthers next week, and then you head in, head, head into head in, head head into a bye. So if you can go and buy at four and two, um, when ne- you haven't necessarily been playing your best football for the first for the cer- first through the first six weeks, and you have some time to figure things out, I think four and two would be a, a good spot for this team. Yeah, that's fair. And you know, I think you did say this could be an ugly game. I tend to agree with you. And we just are coming off this Thursday night game of Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. Uh, they couldn't really put a lot of offense together. 
you know, potentially we're looking at a very same type of game here on Sunday afternoon. And, you know, this is a primetime game where it's going to be the main game on Fox. You know, people, you know, watch your eyeballs. This could be, this could get pretty brutal. And uh, between Cooper Rush and Matthew Stafford, you know, hopefully, you know, Stafford can, you know, stave off those turnovers, but uh, there's, there might not be a lot of offense in this game just based on, you know, the players you have on defense, Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons, Jalen Ramsey, et cetera. So, and as you mentioned, you know, the 49ers are already coming down the down the pike. So you got week, the Panthers in week six, got a buy in week seven. And then, you know, you're hosting the 49ers in week eight. So really that buy seems to be coming at an opportune time. So you can get guys like Brian Allen and Jefferson healthy and get them back on the field. Uh, maybe people like Ode Abushi and Matt Skira, like you talked about, if Coleman Shelton or someone is still out, uh, you can find ways to plug them in because you acquired them midseason. So, you know, something interesting to watch. I think it's an encouraging sign for the Rams that you can maybe get healthy a little bit before this this gauntlet of a stretch. So, Blaine, where can guys find you on social media? What post do you have planned for after the game? And, you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so um, you can find me at DTR on Twitter. And then after the game, um, I will, like always, I'll have my um, my three plays that change the game where I look at the, the three games that, that affected the outcome the most. Awesome. Sounds good. I'll have winners and losers. And, you know, Kenneth Arthur, Chris Daniel, and I always do the, the post-game immediate reaction podcast, and that's a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out. Chris Daniel always has incredible thoughts on the offensive line and just has a way of putting things, you know, very bluntly. And I appreciate that about him. So, uh, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of Turf Show Times, the podcast. And you know, we'll see you next week.